Welcome to Lost in the Supermarket. Now, every day we get tons of emails, we get tons of newsletters, but that's all about to change because frankly, there's a company out there that's decided to use AI to make those newsletters even more effective. Russ Morton, Chief Product Officer at Constant Contact is with us, and he leads their product roadmap and user experience initiatives, leveraging new and innovative technologies to build the marketing tools for the future for small business and nonprofits. Mary Ginder is the owner of Gindo's Spice of Life. Mary and Chris work together, um, and she's a small business that's based in St. Charles, Illinois, that produces handcrafted hot sauces and spice blends. Tracy Fry, market manager for Virginia's Farmer's Market, oversees all the planning and operations for the Williamsburg Farmer's Market, which operates 44 weeks a year on every Saturday morning. So let's get started. Russ, talk to us about how Constant Contact and your customers are now using AI to make smarter newsletters that, frankly, I'm going to read. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's a privilege to be here. Thanks for for having us. You know, Constant Contact, let, well, let's start with what is AI, right? It's, it's this idea of using the power of computing to make um, everything we do more effective on our technology platform. And, and of course, AI has been around for a number of years and, and, and Constant Contact has been using it um, to solve a number of tasks historically. So getting emails, high delivery, uh, getting send time optimization. But, but of course, what's new and relevant with AI is this explosion of large language models um, in the last six to nine months with you know certainly the, the chat GPT revolution and um, that is an unpacked inability for us to deliver generative AI to our customers. And, and imagine yourself as the small business owner or, or nonprofit who's really solving that white sheet of paper problem of, I know I should be talking to my audience. I know I should be engaging with my customers, but what should I say? And, and, and also there's a gap between, I know I should be communicating weekly or monthly, um, but there's a gap between how often I should and how often I do. And, and what we envision um, our product offering at Constant Contact doing with this generative AI is helping give that powerful tool to those small business owners to close that gap between how often they do send and how often they 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 send, how often they should, um, and, and also solving that white sheet of paper problem to give them more time so that they can be more effective. And it's not just newsletters, of course. Um, it's any sort of promotion, any sort of engagement with their audience uh, their prospect to drive forward. So yeah, I, I, uh, I'm so excited about the future um, of, of what we have in store. So, but it all comes down to human beings. So I, I've got to say that probably um, one out of every 10, you know, uh, newsletter marketing tools that I get says dear, and then it says name. So somebody hasn't taken the time to, I guess, press the right button so that my name appears. And for me, um, as a as a consumer, when I get that, I immediately toss it out. Um, so it has to be, you know, with consumers. So how is Constant Contact helping Tracy and Mary solve for these kinds of human issues? Yeah, I think you're really getting to this idea of personalization. I would say that we continue to invest in in personalization on the platform both 
AI and otherwise. And and uh, I would I would hope that the folks who are sending you those those notes that are not even basic personalization of your name would would consider using constant contact because you know certainly we've we've uh, we've got that problem solved. But but actually much more right. And and you know would love to hear from um, you know uh, Tr Tracy as well too. But um, you know personalization to us is the right message. If I know um, that you're a, a, a cost-conscious person who likes a deal, well, you're going to go on my last-minute promos um, segment list. If I know that you love to hear about live events that I host because I'm, um, you know, I'm a wine bar and I have a book club offering, I'm going to have you in my in-persons list. So what you're really getting at is relevance. You're getting at personalization and this generative AI capability that we have. Imagine it can select the message, it can select the audience, and and voila, magic occurs with uh, really empowering those small business owners to to drive and grow um, and accelerate their impact. So Tracy, um, I live in Santa Monica and I've got a farmer's market right around the corner from me um, every Sunday. And I go there every Sunday and I have for 20 plus years. I have never gotten an email from them. I doubt if they even know what my name is. Um, how are you using email effectively in, in the context of a farmer's market? Sure. And I'm kind of sad that you don't feel like they know your name, your dog's name. What kind don't of have a dog. Don't have a dog. Okay. <laughs> you know, Generally, I'm going to borrow, um, borrow Mary's dog next time I come. Okay, great. Well, if you come to Williamsburg, we'll definitely pet your dog and talk to you about where you're from. Um, we're all about building community, but also really making the farmer's market an experience, not just a shopping trip. And part of that experience is letting you know what to expect when you come to our market. So one of the reasons we send a newsletter is, for one, it's proven to be a good return on investment. So we have extremely high open rates of 50%, which is way wow. up above the yeah, industry sure. average. And I think part of it is that we're constantly trying to figure out what people want from us and then making sure that it's relevant. So we do utilize the list segmentation, probably not as much as we should. Um, but, you know, <laughs> we have other things that we're doing also other than the newsletter. Um, but the little personalizations um, so one of the things I use the AI for is um, to say the same thing 44 different ways. Um, so basically, my main point is we want you to come. We want to tell you why you should come. And then we want to tell you to come again. So um, I can now say, come visit us. We have live music. Strawberries and asparagus are in season. And we're in Colonial Williamsburg on Saturday from eight to noon. And it now tells me every week a different way of saying that exact same thing, which means I don't have to rack my brain for another way to say, come join us. Um, it does that for me. So what used to take me about 30 minutes of uh, procrastinating from doing, <laughs> and then another hour to pull together, I don't have to procrastinate because I know it's gonna be easy. And so I just come up with three sentences, plug it in, and um, then I mess. I can spend the rest of the hour messing with graphics and other value-added things I might not have spent as much time playing around with because I have that extra time. Yeah, and there's one great Mark Twain quote that I love, which is, I wrote you a long letter because I didn't have time to write you a short one, right? So oftentimes this editing process of, of making it high value 
um, takes time. And and of course, um, not only short, concise, and and pithy emails, but but of course SMS as a channel that many people want and use to build community. And and of course that's an even shorter form factor. And and so our generative AI. Um, we're seeing great adoption from people who use SMS as a channel in addition to to email. So Tracy, how are you getting your uh, potential customers and your customers at the farmers market to to sign up? Yeah, that's a, another great question. And it actually ties nicely into what you were talking about, dear name. So because we know how we're getting our customers to sign up for our newsletter, we also know generally we stay away from the dear name. Uh, if we can't personalize well, we don't personalize. Um, and that way at least we don't look like we're talking to someone we don't know. Uh, a lot of our newsletter sign up is actually with our children's programming because uh, it's a way our staff is um, actually interacting with the market. Like you probably go to your market. I don't know if you know the market manager there. But I would say, even though I'm at the market all of those Saturdays, very few people actually know who I am. I work mainly behind the scenes. But our children's program is really where the market gets to communicate with our market community. So we do most of our newsletter sign up related to those children. And parents are very involved in finding out free activities for their kids to participate in. Um, but when we're doing our newsletter sign up for that program, we are actually only getting the name of children and they're going to not be the people who are opening the newsletter. So we don't put the names in there and only the email addresses. So especially when we're sending the newsletter out to their parents, we're very careful to just know that we don't have the names, but we can still personalize it because we know where we got their email addresses and the permission to talk to them. And we can personalize it just to them and just have it related to healthy eating in children. So what's what's the process? Do you have people at the farmer's market with clipboards coming up to me and saying, you know, give me your email address. I want to send you my newsletter. Or what's what's that whole process look like? Sure. So our kids program, they have to sign up for that. So that's a passport that we get their email address from. Yep. We also have uh, we drive a lot of people to our website at our market and our newsletter signups on our um, website. We also have all of our social media platforms connected back to our newsletter sign up. So if people want more in-depth information than what we generally talk about on social media, they can see that our uh, newsletter is there. And then we offer um, from May to about October, we offer weekly raffles and we're getting a lot of our sign up from that process too. So it's a lot of more um, old fashioned techniques for getting email addresses. But those people know they're going to get an email from us, so they're less likely to unsubscribe, and they've been to our market. So we know that if we tell them something that they uh, may not have realized, like XYZ is in season, or this week we're focusing on healthy eating with family, or any of the other things we've identified in our marketing plan, um, we know that we're going to have a high return on those people actually visiting the market and talking to us about those specific things that we've mentioned in our newsletters. So, Mary, I happen to love hot sauce, and I apologize because I have not tried yours yet, but I will. That's um, all right. Talk, talk to me about why you, as, as a food manufacturer, um, use email, um, how you use it, and also the same question, how do you get people's names to send your email to and get them to buy? 
So uh, we do a lot of grassroots marketing. Um, we actually do um, hundreds of farmers markets and festivals um, throughout an entire year here in Illinois. Um, we have about 12 farmers markets a week during our peak season, wow. and then we do other festivals. And so we're always meeting people um, coming to our booth and talking to us. So um, we do also have a website, gendos.com, um, and you can sign up for our newsletter on that. But we created a QR code generator, thanks to Constant Contact, where they can just come up and scan the QR code at our markets, and it takes them to a quick sign up on their phone where they can just enter their name and email and you know opt in right then and there. Um, that has been extremely helpful to build our list. Um, our newsletter goes out one to two times a month. And what we like to do on there is just kind of make it a sort of like quick, all-encompassing, this is what we're up to. This is our new featured sauces. Um, we're a, a very unique hot sauce in that we make a new flavor every week of the year. Um, and we have our very own hot sauce of the month club on our website that's all made by us. We don't outsource it from other manufacturers. Um, what I'm excited about with these content generators is that, um, you know, as you can imagine, coming up with different product descriptions and exciting ways to talk about these things is hard to do when you've got all these different hats in your own business that you're wearing on a regular basis. So what we're really excited about is the ability to just like type in, you know, um, honey habanero hot sauce or uh, create a description for a honey habanero hot sauce. And then it helps like give us some fresh new takes on something we've been doing this whole time. Um, and it helps to create, you know, an engaging way to send out these newsletters and talk about, you know, upcoming events this weekend, where to find us or here's this new recipe we created. And it helps us kind of create, you know, a fun way to describe that, um, that recipe. Um, and another fun thing that we're doing in addition to that is trying to just be more engaging in our social media. And um, our current project that we're working on is uh, we actually asked uh, the content generator to give us 100 foods that pair well with hot sauce. And now we're starting a, a new feature every day where we're talking about, all right, you know, number eight on the list is pizza. We're going to try it with pizza and sample it and talk about whether or not it's a good pairing. Interesting. So talk to me a little bit about the new hot sauce every week. <laughs> Must so, be hard. Must be it, hard you know, to do. First of all, let me just say, we started this company in Los Angeles in 2011, and then we relocated to Illinois in 2015. Um, so we've kind of moved around a bit in the last 12 years, and it started as just three flavors of hot sauce that we made. Um, and those are now our year-round sauces. But it progressed into us meeting these local farmers and learning about seasonal ingredients. And my husband basically approaches each sauce like a chef to a dish where he's like, oh, my goodness, uh, I had this delicious lemon piccata dish at a restaurant. I'm going to make a lemon piccata hot sauce. Um, mm -hmm. And so it gives people a reason to come and see us at farmers markets. It gives people a reason to come and find us on our website and see what the new featured sauces of the month. Um, you know, and it's a fun way to gift different flavors and, you know, uh, fresh new sauces um, to people you love. No, it's, it's really a great idea because what you're really doing is um, it, it's similar to going to Trader Joe's where you never know what you're going to find. You know, you're giving somebody a whole experience the same way that Tracy is, um, but differently where, you know, this week there's this 
you know, hot sauce that you've never heard of and wanted right. to try it. So I'm imagining that a lot of your customers, you know, probably have about 20 or 30 different hot sauces. And <laughs> it makes me feel bad that I've got one. <laughs> and that's true. We have people that are like, I have an entire uh, door in my fridge dedicated to you guys, you know, all these different flavors. And it's really neat, too, because we've developed some really unique relationships with different farmers, local breweries, local coffee, coffee roasters. And with that, we've developed these flavors using their like primary ingredient, like, you know, their IPA beer that they use or their dark roast coffee Um you know, or maybe we met a farmer who's growing these exotic mushrooms. And so we're going to incorporate that into a sauce. That's great. Very, very smart. You guys are are doing right. Um, so, Russ, let me throw it back to you um, with with my last question. What does the future hold? Um, what's what's coming up next from Constant Contact? Yeah, well, you can imagine um, us continuing to build on this generative AI. And again, our principles are saving time, um, increasing return on investment, and helping people grow their audience, their list, their 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 customer base. And so that's kind of the organizing principle. Um, the other beautiful thing about what this tech stack is, is doing for us is it's going to allow us to come to our customers and propose things, right? Hey, it's Monday. Um, as uh, you know, you should it's you should lemon piccata day. Exactly. Exactly. So you can easily imagine um, right now moving from more of a, a a pull to a push and helping. Like, what do we want to do? We want to help make our small business owners who are stressed to the max about a thousand things. We want to make marketing as easy as possible. Um, and we want to make it as effective as possible. And we want to make it not feel like marketing. We want to make it feel like they're just communicating with their audience. And, and so that's the organizing principle. So you can easily imagine us starting to make more relevant suggestions, starting to be more, um, um, you know, more as part of your your workflow. Um, and and uh, gosh, I, I'm I'm thinking even more like automated, right? Hey, if 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 this worked, um, um, wait three days and then re-engage with that audience. And and oh, uh, if someone likes text, preferentially only send them text, not email. And so. Again, as, as this continues to grow, um, gosh, it, it feels like the, the sky's the limit. It is. Well, um, I've got to tell you something. I think it's fabulous. And Mary, Tracy, Russ, thank you all for joining us today and giving some insights into what's coming next on Lost in the Supermarket.